0: Hey you, you're listening to Sloancast, your one-stop shop deep dive where we discuss anything and everything about the greatest band of all time. Patrick Penland, Chris Murphy, Jay Ferguson, and Andrew Scott, collectively known as Sloan. And we are your fellow superfan hosts. I'm Rob, this is Ken. Ken, somebody had an anniversary this week. Oh yeah. Care uh, to tell us a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, if any of you are following Sloan on uh, their social media platforms, and I'm going to assume that everybody who's listening to this podcast is a very ardent follower of, uh, of of the band on social media, they'll have noticed that the band experienced an anniversary this week. It was the 30th anniversary, the triple X, to quote Danny Brown, of, uh, of their very first concert in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. At the NASCAD cafeteria on Duke Street in downtown Halifax, uh, this concert took place in February of '91. It was uh, they were the second band on the set list for that night, and uh, it, it appears as though there is video footage of this concert that has been leaked. To the interwebs. Sloan Dude himself, Chris Murphy, was generous enough to, to upload that and share it with the world. So we had a the, the luxury of being able to see a first glimpse of what that first concert was like. Uh, the footage is a little bit choppy, and uh, it's spliced together in certain places. So you're having to use your imagination to, uh, to be able to enjoy What that experience would have been like live, but we thought that this was a great opportunity to have an emergency episode of the Sloancast podcast and are going to try out a bit of a new format today. I don't know, Rob, if you want to explain... What kind of a format we're looking at
0: yeah guys we're going to try to do a watch along for the first time thought this would be a fun uh, opportunity to try that format out and and as you said Ken this is the first time that the band have released an official bootleg Uh, the video is also up on YouTube and on their official Instagram obviously so uh, search it out seek it out slow music on YouTube obviously pull it up it it, uh, says February 8th 1991 NASCAD cafeteria as uh, Ken said so find the clip on YouTube or if you're watching it on instagram if you're somehow able to watch that and listen to us at the same time fantastic we'll do a little countdown we'll say three two one go and on go we'll hit play and then you can kind of watch it along with us or you can just listen to this whatever Uh, you don't have to necessarily watch the video but it could be fun it could heighten the experience if you will but uh let's get into it buddy shall we just try
1: if you need to pause the podcast now before you uh before you load the video and, and press play then do it now uh, let's just
0: let's just wait let's just do a minute of silence while everybody sets up uh, i'm just kidding Uh, okay so yeah (laughs) pause pause the show now if you're gonna go find the video and set it up and i assume now that you've got the show ready to go and you're paused at the very beginning of the video wherever you're watching it in whatever format so uh, let's do a little three two one go ken and on the word go we'll all hit play at the same time are you good to go ken yes i am let's do it okay here, here we go guys three two one go and here we see the title there, Sloan, Nazca Cafeteria. And this first, the, Im- the first image we see is a close-up of Chris, which when I first saw it, I thought was
1: Patrick. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> he looks like... He's got uh, the hair. Yeah, he's got the hair. He looks like 95%. And the glasses. Like he looks see- like... He's got a bit of a 2021 style going on. I see a lot of kids walking around Dusseldorf looking pretty similar these days. <laughs>
0: And that's Matt Murphy of
1: course uh, helping Chris with his guitar tone uh, as Chris I found that social media. I found that so funny that he's like there are two people fiddling with the tone knob of a telecaster <laughs> I love it. And I think it's so cute that
0: Matt Murphy is there even at the very beginning his buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it's worth noting that at this time uh, Chris is still in the band Blackpool. Uh, which I think Matt was also a member of. I don't know if they ever crossed paths in that band at the same time, but they were obviously buddies.
1: Right. So the, the, uh, the announcer mentioned that, you know, you might recognize a few of these faces, so people who were on the Halifax music scene would have known every single member of the band at this concert pretty much, right? So, yeah. Chris and Jay were in Carney Lake Road, Chris was in Blackpool, uh, Andrew was in the band No Damn Fears, and you mentioned Chris having still been in Blackpool. I believe that No Damn Fears were also still around at the po- at, at this point in time. I think they officially broke up in mid-91 or something, or, or Andrew left them in mid-91. And um, Patrick was involved in, in convulsions and ripping convulsions. So, you know there were there were bands on the scene for all four members
0: kind of see patrick there a little bit it's tough to see the other members i assume we're kind of looking at stage left here the person is sort yeah. of side stage with a band is sort of facing out to the left andrew is sort of in the back in the darkness a little hard to see here um chris is in foreground followed by patrick behind him and then jay behind him so you catch glimpses of the other guys a little bit but it's 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 a little hard to see with the video being so dark
1: yeah um, so this, um, the, the Nascat Cafeteria, which I have not been to, it's in the main building of Nascat on, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it's Duke Street, that's where the entrance is, is apparently a fairly legendary location. I was doing some some Googling of this event prior to our recording, and it seems as though Sonic Youth played a concert there in 1984, and this is like a fairly small art school in a fairly small city in Canada, right? Mm
0: worthwhile noting as well the band are a month old here they had officially i think chris has mentioned that they had that jay and chris had talked to andrew about starting a band late 1990 and then andrew had gone away to toronto for christmas 90 and yeah. then the decision was made at that time late december 90 that they were gonna get together in early january right and start the band then so this is literally a month later <clears throat> and yeah we're hearing the fruits of that labor i assume maybe they, they must have had some of these songs perhaps kicking around i mean i know um like i know that chris and jay had songs left over from carney lake road chris has even mentioned that the cover of the peppermint ep might have been in the running for a carney lake road album cover at some point
1: yeah yeah, and Underwhelmed had a fairly um, interesting gest- gestation. Um, I believe that Chris had written that also before the band had formed. And if I, if I recall correctly, was it written about Fiona? Was it written about Andrew's current wife, then-girlfriend?
0: I don't know. Yeah, we're going to have to confirm that at some point. I don't
1: know it, when it'll uh, ever happen, it but, uh it's it's one of the few examples of Chris having written the lyrics to a song before having written the music which i think also comes through when you listen to the song um, it's very much built around the the text yeah. but what always you know what, what gets me here is that it it's pretty close to the final version that you get on DLP, right? Mm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't hear a whole lot of harmony vocal, but I mean, no. <laughs> also the, uh, the audio in this is a little dicey, obviously. It's like for the camcorder audio. So if anybody is singing backup or if they've even, if they've developed that part of the, the band yet, it's, it, it's, you, you can't really hear that. But, um, so you're saying that Underwhelmed is written potentially about Fiona by Chris?
1: That's right. And I I know that they knew each other prior to the formation of the band.
0: So Chris and Fiona knew each other prior to Andrew and Fiona, potentially.
1: Uh, I'm not sure about that one. Hmm. I know that Andrew and Fiona had known each other for a a while prior to the formation of the band, possibly into (laughs) high school. It's it's
0: it's, It's worth noting that Chris is standing on a road sign that says slow. <laughs> Perhaps a, a somewhat of a nod to uh, the slow, one, slow one game,
1: yeah, which gave them their and, band name. And there's the there's the pedal board um consisting of I'm assuming that's gonna be one that's a boss heavy metal or something, which is uh the sound of smeared. That's the there's if you Patrick play a boss said, heavy yeah. metal. Yeah. Yeah. So we're in Marcus said. Yeah, Marcus said. So we've yeah, that's
0: good. Good to know we just got through underwhelmed. And also, it's worth noting too that the video kind of skips around a bit, so you're not hearing full songs. It kind of it'll lose a few seconds here and there.
1: I like the lighting of this show. There there seems to be one. There seems to be a single red light illuminating the stage.
0: It's going to get a little dicey later too. It's going to get into some strobe action. So if anybody is sensitive to that, FYI, that's coming up. (laughs)
1: So we can see we can see the silhouette of Andrew's hair, kind of at the drum kit. Now we're getting towards moving towards the drum kit. Um, it uh, it's worth noting you can hear the drums on this on this track especially well. You know Andrew Scott had been playing the drums for a couple of years max when this thing was filmed, and listen to the assertiveness of his snare hand, like listen to the power of that snare hit. Uh, you can hear it well now. And, you know, even some of the fills that he's using are kind of jazzy. You know, you can you can tell that's Andrew Scott on drums. This is yeah. early 91, and you can tell right away that's Andrew Scott.
0: He's developing his style, and I don't know what he's specifically being influenced by here, or if he's just kind of, like, playing along. Like, he's doing his fills are very, like... Um, like chugga, 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 like a train kind of yeah. going down the track, you know? Instead of yeah. like a straight ahead roll like Dave Grohl or something, it's like da 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 you know, I think Chris has mentioned early that they early on were intentionally scrappy. You know, yeah. And uh, they, it seems as though parts of the songs are kind of like you know, in this part we're gonna do you know, verse one, chorus, verse verse two, whatever, and then we'll just have a song where we'll kind of freeform, kind of just make noise yeah. and have fun and fuck around, and then we'll kind of rejoin the song again. I get the yeah. impression that that's maybe going on a little bit here.
1: There's the there's the break, and Marcus said, the breakdown.
0: And it sounds great. It sounds so awesome. I mean, God, how awesome would it have been to be at this show? Now, obviously, you wouldn't know, being there, that these guys are going to go on to be the greatest band of all time. But fuck, like, this is our, you know, Beatles at the Cavern footage, you know?
1: Guys, if you were at this show in February of 91, send us a message. Give us a message uh, with your memories and impressions. Oh, I think that's even Jay that we can see now in the background who yeah. just sort of flung up his hair. One thing we didn't mention, and this is common knowledge, I think for most um, Sloan fans of our caliber, is uh, you know here's Chris on guitar. This arrangement lasted for less than a year. Uh, Patrick on bass. But uh, I just don't know what to make of Chris playing a Telecaster. It's funny... <laughs> with his back to the camera he looks like uh, Buckethead
0: <laughs> the guitar player who uh, Tim Fairley played in Guns N' Roses and is like a just some heavy metal dork or whatever That's he, right. he, who, who uses like he plays like he flings around nunchucks while he's doing a guitar so anyway whatever Right. there's a name I didn't think would ever come up on slowcast
1: I don't know. Diaz for diver. There we go.
0: <laughs> is this dia? This is it. Yeah, because there are a couple songs Chris mentioned on social media that there's a sort of mixture here. After Marcus said where they kind of it mm. cuts between a few songs. Uh, Diaz for diver, which would of course go on to be the B side. Diaz for driver. Yeah. And then he also mentioned the two songs Kool Aid and Caroline, which I don't know what they ever became, if anything, and that would be interesting to find out at some point.
1: I misread that as Caroline. No. Um, the Beach Boys Pet Sound song mm. and I was hoping that there would be a cover version of Caroline No at the end of the set but unfortunately there was no No at the end of the name. And there's um, no me- That would yeah, have been cool.
0: There's no mention of it in the uh, information online but it does sound like they're playing Torn toward the end of the set. Like before they kind of right. go into a schmoz at the end or they're kind of just like making noise and having fun and jamming and shit but right yeah. before that it feels like they go into Torn so perhaps Caroline or Kool-Aid were a pre-Torn working title don't know
1: right
0: i I do also want to mention it's kind of funny chris is wearing his toque he's got a tall sort of toque but he and he's also wearing it on top of his head like above his ears and there's some footage um for when they put out the b-sides win volume one compilation recently of them playing at the casbys in i want to say 92 and uh which is just the next year which is so crazy but anyway and Chris has got his toque on at the top of his head again so I'm not sure how long that fashion statement lasted for but yeah. I don't know if maybe he was going for like an aesthetic there like I have an embarrassing side story here but when I went to I went to Disney World in 89 and got a goofy hat when I was a little kid and so <laughs> by the time I was playing drums in the mid 90s and trying to be in bands I loved like characters in bands like Angus Young, Rick yeah. from Cheap Trick I liked you know I was like, what could my, my gimmick be? Oh, I'll, I'll wear a fucking goofy hat and I'll call myself goofy. Anyway, I'm so glad that went nowhere. Whew. So yeah. yeah, I don't know if Chris is maybe going for an aesthetic here, but who knows.
1: Maybe. I mean, that, that toque has made appearances later on in, uh, in 92 and 93 mm. uh, in, in, in press photos. I think that I'm assuming it's the same toque. I kind of associate the Sloan look in 91 and 92 with baggy sweaters, mm-hmm. um, torn up jeans, Converse shoes—they weren't onto the Asics kick yet. Uh, Converse shoes, and I also have a strong association with the the red, blue nosed cardigan. Do you know the one that I'm talking about?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. There's Patrick. There you can see him a little bit with the when the strobe begins. I'm sorry to cut you off.
1: You kind of see Jane. No Patrick worries. And hear more. Yeah, it's weird. Why wa- it's weird watching Patrick play bass.
0: Yeah, short hair, avant-garde Patrick, where he's kind of got the sort of swoop in the front of his bangs, you yeah. know, <laughs> before the hair would get long and then short and then long.
1: Jay just looks like Jay. Jay just yeah. looks, you know...
0: They really are reminiscent of Sloan, like, much music, first appearance in 92.
1: That's right, yeah. Which should
0: be a little over a year later, but uh, yeah, they yeah. very much embody that visual.
1: So this is the strobe light... Uh, that you were talking about earlier, and that was at a later. I'm not sure if this is actually part of the part of the video. I don't think they show it. Apparently, there was a fairly long puppet, hand puppet, um, strobe light freakout towards the end of the set that cut into the next band set and prevented them from getting on. Huh. Which, uh, which is you know, um, seems to be a very art cooly way to end you know, first-year art school way to end your, your set.
0: Mm. And it's it's worth it's worth saying, too, as well. I mean, like, obviously, just go back and look at that first video for Underwhelmed, the basement video that was shot at Chris's parents' place with uh, the members of Thrush Hermit and Right. some local friends and whatnot. That's what these guys, I mean, they, they don't look exactly... I mean, Patrick looks pretty similar. Chris, by that point, would have cut his hair but uh yeah because chris has got the long hair here this chris is reminiscent of the Blackpool video for days and that's days. right if anybody wants to yeah. go on youtube and look for that he's in that video he's wearing like a ball cap and he's got long hair and i think he's playing probably the same i don't know if he's playing the bass that patrick is playing here but uh
1: this is a black p bass isn't it black precision it looks, bass
0: it, yeah i could I'm not sure what kind of base it is, but it's definitely black. And in the days and days video, just for the uh, aficionados out there, Chris is wearing a Discord Records T-shirt, which is, of course, not a not the DC label, but a record store that Jay worked at in Halifax for a period of time.
1: Yeah. So this is the Pet Sounds Caroline No finisher, right? <laughs> Getting some Pet Sounds here at the end. Who?
0: Did you? I saw somebody there in a red T-shirt. Was that maybe Andrew?
1: oh there's somebody there's
0: somebody sitting at a chair now facing what looks like their amp i'm not sure who that is maybe that's i can't tell
1: this is the this is the soundboard guy or is this the
0: (laughs) oh yeah was that maybe the sound mixer there's chris at the towards the end here looking like patrick in the strobe yeah chris looking like a dead ringer for patrick which is crazy somebody with some random person with dreads maybe that's one of the guys from jellyfish babies
1: Were jellyfish babies back in Halifax at this point? This is probably 91.
0: not. I'm probably way off. I just saw a guy with dreads, and I think not <laughs> <Doe Voice. laughs>
1: There's the Telecaster. What became of this Telecaster?
0: Hmm. A little bit of a look at the at the crowd there. People who've come to see yeah. the show.
1: If you if you had a keen eye, you would have noticed during Marcus said that there were some kids starting to sway around, looking like they were going to start to slam dance, yeah. which I always found on, on a CTV marketplace uh, expose of music in Halifax in 92 or 93. Um, they call it slam dancing, yeah. and they're doing it to the music of Sloan. I
0: love it. I love it. There's Patrick there a little bit. A little more Chris. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Within within a year, or not even that. Like these guys are going to refine this very loose feeling set. I mean, like it's like all the elements are there at this point, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. they're going to refine this into something that is so sharp that yeah. when as soon as groups of people hear it, they fucking lose it. And there's a bit of a, there's a quick cut to the drums. Um, it's funny. I remember somebody. And some anecdote maybe it was like a making of, of, the, of the album or some classic albums or something with nirvana when they did Nevermind, and people talked about when people heard smells like teen spirit for the first time there was some kid in a mall who fucking freaked out and fell over the ledge of some like multi-tiered mall or whatever and now oh, the video's <laughs> over writer records sorry i'm talking through the end of the video but anyway and i feel like that was kind of the case with these guys too like you know i'm sure that You know, once they start refining, you know, songs that would go on to be on Peppermint and Smeared into their final form, I mean, how do you hear that not flip out if you're like some kid who likes music in the early 90s? I mean,
1: yeah. And you're getting great insights into the, I don't want to say the refineness of the band because that's maybe a bad. a a bad way of describing it you know the band is clearly not at the level of refinedness that it was in 93 94 especially moving towards twice removed and and we've talked about it on the cast before and we've talked about the band admitting that they were you know fairly loose live for a long time and that they really kind of um they they cut their teeth on the road over the course of the years but you know you do hear that this isn't just any kind of local scene band you know this is something special you're we're, we're getting guys who have various varying influences from with varying histories uh and certainly a, f- a few people even though they're in their early 20s at this point in time who have had a number of years of gigging experience and who have been on the scene for a while so that they know how to handle themselves and you can hear that in this video really well i think on songs like marcus said which sound really tight
0: yeah
1: and just you know again the the musical quality of each song the lyrical quality of each song this isn't this isn't a throwaway art school band this is something special
0: and these guys are going to change the face of canadian music you know like they're going to be you know that blast point that launches Canadian music into the stratosphere over the next couple of years, you know. And it's 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 funny. They talk about success being preparation meeting opportunity, and the guys in their various iterations of other bands and whatnot. They'd kind of been you know circling the wagons, you know. You know, Chris and Jay being in Carney Lake Road, and Chris knows Andrew, and he uh, I think was it Chris who brought in Patrick. That's right they had they had played w- one rehearsal, Chris mentioned with another guy on bass with
1: another dude on base yeah. whose
0: name is escaping me here, uh, maybe we'll weirdly cut his name in here. He ended up playing in the Rebecca West band, but um I'll maybe put a thing on Instagram to show a clip of the guy, but um yeah and, uh, and I can't imagine the band existing with that guy,, you know? <laughs> but um, I can't imagine it being anything other than these four guys, but I mean this is the these are the ingredients that went on to sort of you know. It caused the Canadian music scene to completely explode you know and just the yeah. ripple effect of of inspiration and influence that came from this sort of coming together
1: it's pretty cool to see now what that was like you know you, you always have that in your imagination what what must the first Sloan gaze have been like at in that NASCAD community mm-hmm. and uh, it's cool to be able to put pictures to those to those images now in your head because there there isn't much footage around at yeah. least publicly mm-hmm. circulating so you know, it's it's uh, it's it's great to be able to celebrate the anniversary in this way, and uh, it's nice to be able to reminisce about that point in time in Halifax in the early '90s and what kind of a special place that was and a breeding ground for great bands and even just the you know celebra- celebration of the city itself and what that city uh, means for Atlantic Canada and for young people in Atlantic Canada. You know, NASCAD is it's an institution that I think has a cultural meaning above and beyond its its scale a lot of young people with a lot of talents meeting each other at that place uh and even just sort of the hermetic nature of the city of halifax especially in the early 90s when you know this is an era pre-internet when you're forced to become creative to stand out you know you can see that well here uh, and you can certainly see that in the first couple of years of uh, the of the band's career in the city
0: these guys brought the world to their hometown you know i mean the noise that they ended up making here over the next year um you know having dgc sign them within the first year of the band's existence having uh you know then bringing in you know labels like sub pop and so on to the community to just snatch up whoever they can get you know uh, that this is the nucleus of that, you know, and, and this is a dream in a way. I mean, everybody who's ever been in a band, I mean, it's it's interesting to kind of speculate. Obviously these guys had no idea where this would go at this point. And it could have just been a thing of like this group, this iteration of members, you know, where, where started this band for fun and, you know, had they not had that initial success, you know, how long would this band have lasted? You know, it's hard yeah. to say, you know, maybe it would have been, Chris and Jay continuing on and starting another band together or whatever, you know? Um, But because these four guys struck gold with early rocket launch level success, it, it gave them the opportunity to not only bring the world to their community, but live the dream of, you know, after two handfuls of shows, they're signed to a major and they're like the next big thing. And then that has afforded them these 30 years of existing as professional musicians. Living the dream is Chris's song. you know?
1: <laughs> it's pretty cool to see the genesis of that here. An experience that I think uh, many of us would have loved to have had live. As I said, if you were at that show Drop us a line. I think, you know, I think we might be in contact with one or two people who were at that show and who might be guesting on the Sloan cast in the near future. So uh, stay tuned for that. We'll be getting into topics in and around uh halifax of the early 90s as this cast progresses
0: yeah and i would say to those who are listening listener thank you again obviously for tuning in but uh and i hate when podcasts are like don't forget to subscribe but you should subscribe because uh we've got some pretty incredible guests coming up that you're gonna want to you know be aware of so uh yeah thanks for listening was there anything you wanted to touch on ken before we wrap up
1: just happy that happy that we got through this watch through without any technical glitches
0: (laughs) yeah and if you if you watched along with us at home we didn't really mention the video that much so i'm sure you could listen to this without the visuals but hope you had fun we're so glad uh, that sloan exists and uh, the greatest fan of all time like i said thank you for listening thank you sloan for existing ken thanks for being my sloancast buddy
1: thank you rob
0: we'll catch you guys on the next episode see you later
1: bye bye